0: This this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM.
1: Broadcasting live from the Safety Focus Moment headquarters in Orlando, Florida, coming to you live from the Safety FM studios. This is the Jay Allen Show. This is your show, America, where we talk a little bit about everything. We focus a lot on safety, but I want to talk a little bit about everything with you. I am your host, Jay Allen, and boy, am I excited for us to get this whole thing started. Thank you for making the transition with me as we moved from the Safety FM flagship show to now what we are calling the Jay Allen Show. It's been a very excited times over the last few years as we've been able to do this together, and this is going to be a new endeavor that we're going to enjoy as we go down this path, I really appreciate all the emails and texts and phone calls that I've received about this change and you putting your faith in me on being able to pull this off. You'll notice some changes right away with the show. We are still broadcasting live on Safety FM, so that's not going to change. We are still on the Safety FM Podcast network as well. Like I said from the very beginning, this is your show. So we're going to make this whatever you want it to be as we move forward. So, rounding us off right from the top on our very first show of the Jay Allen show is Lori Frederick, also known as the Movement Ninja. Lori is the owner and lead consultant of Balance Biometrics and loves to disrupt the conventional approach to injury prevention. Her knowledge of human movement and biometrics complements the world of safety and health and gives the opportunity to share new ideas and bold solutions to save the world from injury and pain. So, Lori, welcome to the show. So, Lori, I have to tell you, I wanted to have you on because I had started to see you everywhere online, which which, which is a good thing to be. And then I noticed that you were inside of the safety space to some extent, too. And then, of course, when I saw the moniker of the movement ninja, I was like, yeah, of course she has to come on. So of course, of how, did course. It, how did it start? How did everything start for you?
0: Oh, geez. Um, just a couple of years back, uh, I actually came into the physiology, strength and conditioning field out of college. So went to school for that. And my mom was a massage therapist and encouraged me to be a ma- massage therapist. And those two things kind of molded where my journey went as far as, um, initially just, Hey, I can, I can work you out and then I can fix you, you know, or I can make you sore and then I can help you with a massage. It was a great, um, little marketing circle that I had and started off on my own real early. Cause my, um, my dad's a big entrepreneur and It was kind of in my blood, I think. And from there, stayed in the private space for a while uh, and figured out before and after reconstruction surgeries that I can help people prep for them and then help them after their insurance runs out on the post end on that rehab and prehab and rehab. And it really just um, raised a new level to wanting to learn a whole bunch of new stuff. And I think that's where I geek out on anatomy all the time. If anyone wants to do that, I'm up, I'm game.
1: (laughs) So, so this is how you decide that all of a sudden the movement, like the movement specialist side is where you're really going to start pushing. Is this where you start thinking about that? Or is it still kind of the medical massage and movement just kind of comes about as you're, as you're doing more work into it.
0: Right. I guess the movement wasn't as intentional then it definitely was um, a part of everything. I just didn't um, really wrap my head around too much until I just gained a lot of experience and knowledge, and then uh, kind of stumbled upon the safety and occupational injury uh, occupational um, industry, and things started falling in my lap. And I said, "Wow, this is a cool new um, client base that I can uh, reach." And a huge appreciation for what blue-collar workers do. Um, I just admire their hard work and dedication. And for me to be able now to give back and help them out, then that is great.
1: Now, was there something that had happened that you said this is where you wanted to go? I know that you referenced your mom earlier, but was there a particular reason on why you wanted to do it? Was there something else that was kind of like a driving force behind it? That this was like, this is the thing that I'm interested in doing?
0: I, I think it just naturally kept evolving. Um, it's hard to say. <laughs> I, I always think everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. So things just kept going. And then I'm a huge, um, I'm just curious about a lot of things. So when I started, uh, started visiting work sites and getting to know about different industries, my first industry to be in was oil and gas And, uh, I just had never realized all that goes into all the work that turns on our lights at our homes.
1: You have to give me more. I mean, how does this start? How How does this call happen? How does this knock on the door occur?
0: This happens. Sorry. Um, this, I don't know. It was just a, um, an opportunity that presented itself to get me in front of, oil and gas workers. And then it piqued my interest. And a little while later I had a company come to me and say, Hey, um, we really like a, a business, an American business that does this sort of thing and we can't find one. And I was like, well, maybe I'll start one then. Um, and that's when I just really, uh, wanted to dig deeper and, get out there and see what these workers are going through. Because for me, uh, some personal trainer lady is going to tell them how to move and lift um, 135 pounds of iron. (laughs) I had to get some street cred. So really learning the fracking process was, I thought the coolest thing in the world and getting out in my coveralls and getting dirty and, Talking to all the workers and just trying to figure out. My favorite thing to ask workers when I go out on site is, "What's most what hurts most at the end of the day?" And you can't say feelings. Um, Well, you could. You just well, you could
1: get get away with it (laughs) at the time. Now things have are evolving now, but at the time it was probably a little, huh, little, little jumpy.
0: (laughs) You know, it was something to where I just needed to understand what's, um, what's their body doing and going through and how can I help?
1: So as you started to look down the process, when you're going in and starting to have these conversations, especially when you're just taking these deep dives into learning how to frack and all these other things, how are people, how are people getting this information from you? How, are, how is the response that you're getting when you first start having the conversation? Is it a, similar to pulling teeth when you're trying to do it or is it a pretty smooth progression as you're going?
0: Um, it depends, obviously, uh, it depends on my audience, you know, usually the um, people I call my babysitters that escort me around the sites are, are, are great for the information, right? And they're already safety professionals, they're into it, they understand the benefit of me being there, the actual boots on the ground that um, wonder why on earth I'm there. <laughs> it just takes it, it takes a little bit. Um, I just try to break the ice with, certain comments or um, observations and then they understand that i'm there to help them move better and feel better and once that kind of switches over they open up they're like oh my gosh yeah um hey i was thinking when we're you know loading in um catalyst into the certain area um, this doesn't feel right and I'm like okay well how can we make that feel better or wow I don't think there's any real way around that so how about you just make sure you're lifting super awesome maybe try these stretches before or after you do it and they're like huh I never thought of that
1: this is the Jay Allen Show Top Safety Speakers was created with the sole purpose of helping organizations achieve and sustain safety excellence. Top Safety Speakers is recognized as North America's most impactful provider of safety excellence speakers and facilitators. Sustainable safety excellence is not one-size-fits-all approach. That is why Top Safety Speakers have hand-picked a wide selection of speakers who impact and empower safety culture and performance developing leaders in inspiring workplaces for over 16 years. For more information, contact Top Safety Speakers at 866-494-0445. That's 866-494-0445. Or go to topsafetyspeakers.com. And we are back with Lori Frederick, the Safety Balance Ninja from balancebio.com. So paint me this picture real quick. So let's say, for instance, you're out in the oil and gas field. Now, are you in the field having these conversations or are they kind of taking you to a secluded area where they can have kind of go into a little bit more in depth on what you can be able to provide to them?
0: Both. Um, but initially, it's in the field. I want to walk around. I, um, I'm that one that's like, what does that do? What does that mean? Can I touch that? Can I pick that up um, and understand where it's coming from. So I'm I'm in the field, but then all the actual training happens when we get everybody um and that gets to be what I call country club style where it's inside in the rooms.
1: Country <laughs> we, clubs though. No, I love it. I really do, do. We
0: do country club lifting uh when everything's clean and provided for us and troubleshooting sort of thing, but I make sure that I'm out um in the thick of it all and observing before we teach that.
1: So now roughly what year do you start getting into the field of oil and gas, if you don't mind me asking?
0: I think I switched into industry stuff 2000, the beginning of 2012.
1: Okay, so 2012. So now we're talking almost seven going on to eight years. Now, what have you seen track-wise that has changed over that period of time?
0: Track-wise, help me.
1: So when, when I say trackwise, so you started off. I know that probably there was some hesitation at first when people are are having the conversations with you. So if you let's say the existing client that said somebody needs to start this, you're going back to this existing client. I, I would imagine you know you already have a reputation about going out there. So how are they a little bit more open to having these conversations with you now? Because most definitely Joe's problem.
0: Yes, most definitely, and and those who have been through my class. So a lot of um, a majority of my training goes through all employee training. So we do small, it's small group, like 15 people at a time, but we end up going through the whole, um, company. And so eventually everyone's like, Oh, the Ninja lady's coming back. And <laughs> you're that Ninja lady. You know, if I say, Hey, I'm Lori. And they're like, what? I'm like the Ninja lady. They go, Oh yeah. <laughs> um, that definitely after they, um, kind of get the initial knowledge, it's easier, uh, for them to add on to it and to be inquisitive and say, Hey, I did try that stretch and I felt much better. Um, Or they'll help out their buddies too. And kind of be like, Hey, Bob over there has been walking a little funny or, you know, I saw him his posture, you know, they'll, they'll kind of help each other out as well. So most definitely the trend is that it opens people up more. My whole goal and passion is just to change their mindset of their physical work. I want them to understand that there's opportunities for them to be healthier and be stronger and better at work. You don't have to add on an hour at the gym after or before your shift. You can, you have lots of heavy things to lift at work, just lift them right. And you got rocking legs. So
1: <laughs> So how does that conversation go? Because you know that there are, there are the people that are, they call gym rats that go out after after work, before work, and they're... They have to go work out because that's the right thing to do. That's how they're trained mentally. So how does the conversation go of, well, you're here. You already have this heavy stuff that's around you. Maybe you can use some of this. So how do you how do you have that mind shift for them? How do you kind of give them the example to assist them to, to see what you're saying?
0: Well, for sure, there's not many gym rats that are in the blue collar world. Um, there's definitely some that will additionally go and work out before and after. And they kind of get what I'm... What I'm talking about. Um, it's the ones that have really only driven by the gym or know a gym. Um, it's one of those things that I just start talking to them and having a conversation with the ones that are hesitant and just say, hey, you know what? If you lift this 50 um, pound bag of concrete better and a couple more times, it's just like a squat in the gym. Sometimes that translates and they're like, hey, I feel more comfortable because I know how to do a proper squat. I'll go to the gym and based on what they've learned from training classes.
1: So I have to tell you, when I was doing research on you, I also discovered that you are an instructor for rock tape. Yeah. Now I can tell you that I see it quite a bit, the rock tape, when I watch professional sports and things along those lines. Can you explain to me and the audience members, what is the benefit of rock tape? Because I'm... I mean, I see it, I just don't understand it. So I'm sure you can explain a lot better than I'll be able to, to, look, to find research on.
0: Most definitely. I mean, rock tape is just another brand of kinesiology tape. Kinesiology tape is kind of an elastic therapeutic tape is what they call it. It's a stretchy enough tape that when it's on your skin, it moves with you so it's not uncomfortable. And the way that it works is that touch effect on the skin. So my best analogy is that, um, if you go through the process, uh, well, don't actually go through it, but you know, if you banged your elbow on something really hard, um, after you're done cursing, one of the first things (laughs) you'll do is you'll grab it and you'll rub it. So, um, that touch on the skin, actually the signals travel faster to the brain than the pain does. It kind of, um, scrambles the pain signal. Um, so that touch Um, can be um, given by the tape and then the tape is great because it stays on for like three to five days so in an area where maybe you've bumped your elbow um, you kind of make an x where it hurts the most it stays on uh, three to five days through showers and everything we definitely encourage showering especially in blue collar worlds Um, (laughs) so it can get wet and it's it's a fun The science behind it is super geek out neurological pain science, but the way of putting it on is really not so much science. It's easy. It's very low risk. So in the workplace, um, and as kinesiology tape is a first aid treatment, it's not a medical treatment. So it's a really great thing for the small little things that are annoying, but nothing big enough to head to the clinic for.
1: But black tape, if I remember correctly, they're big in the CrossFit space as well. Huge. Correct? They
0: st- Yeah, their brand started a lot in the CrossFit world, and then um, which really helped them become what they say more than a taping company. They're a movement company, so um, that helps them understand that tape does more than just pain relief and swelling. It really assists in awareness of movement um, and performance. So that's right. Goes to from there. But then, um, you know, everyone saw kinesiology tape in the Olympics and Kerry Walsh and the volleyball. And still, so many people think it's just for athletes, right? It's just for CrossFitters. But I like to just remind people that if you have a body, <laughs> then kinesiology tape's for you. And Rock Tape is such a great company in their um, passion for movement knowledge and translating that to the athlete to the regular person and for my love, the blue collar world um, to help them with their performance there.
1: So what inspired you to all of a sudden to become an instructor for rock tape?
0: Oh, it was total fortuitous. It was another one of those moments that it just so happened that the medical director, um, Steve Capobianco um, lived in the Denver, uh, South Denver area as do I. And we, it was happenstance that the gym that I was going to work out at, um, he was part owner in, I started talking to other people about what I do and learning more about rock tape. Cause initially I, um, I would see kinesiology tape and I would be like, I don't get it. What does it do? Someone's like, well, it holds my kneecap in place. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, and the science has really changed on it. Um, that's another, uh, rabbit hole to go down. But, um, I, I met Steve and we just started talking and I had asked him, I'm like, do you realize that kinesiology tape fits into this, um, occupational world really well? And, uh, they just hadn't thought of the health and safety angle of rock tape. So I'm sp- I, I teach for Rock Tape, but I am specific to the health and safety industrial world. So I teach the courses that are for safety professionals, or the OOTS, or the um, PTS, or anybody who's on site uh, already doing great early intervention work, and then helping them understand how to use Rock Tape in that world.
1: This is the Jay Allen Show. This episode of the
0: broadcast and the podcast is brought to you by Arrow. The next generation error reduction and mitigation system. For more information, go to arrowhp.com.
1: And we are back with Lori Frederick, the safety balance ninja from dot So right now, if somebody's interested in actually going through one of your courses, is it open to the public or is it only for the private sector or how does it actually work?
0: Um, usually right now the um it's been great to do private classes like certain companies. They're big enough to where they can bring in people, um, you know, anywhere from 20 to 40, or even had smaller classes of 10. But the private classes have been really successful. It's fairly new, so the public ones are opening up. It just so hopefully they get some good exposure from this interview, knowing that it's for everybody and anyone interested who's in the safety world or occupational health that can understand it more through those classes.
1: Now, currently, do you have any classes that are coming up for that are open to the public?
0: Um, there's gonna be one in Denver area, one or two in the Denver area. And we're just gathering information on everybody's availability and uh, what the best time and place is to do it. So I would guess um, hopefully by the second quarter, there's gonna be one in the Denver That's area.
1: And then if they want, if the listeners want to get more information in regards of when the class might actually be scheduled, is there a website or do they go to your LinkedIn or how does it work?
0: Um, They can go to rocktape.com and search in education through the um, healthcare professional uh, world. When you go to rocktape.com, you can pick if you're a consumer uh, healthcare provider. Um, And if you go through the healthcare provider, you can get the list of educational classes. Now, um, anyone can definitely still take a, um, what's called a FMT basic. Uh, for the taping courses. But if you want industry specific, then um, right now, probably the easiest way is to email me and contact me through all either LinkedIn or my email. And then we've just started developing a list. And so as soon as the list gets long enough in a certain area, then we have the class.
1: And then another question for you, when it comes to the private sector stuff, who is your ideal client? Who do you look for? Or who's normally the people that you see reaching out to you that this is a benefit to? I mean, I know it's across all industries, but what? who is normally the one that reaches out and says, this is what we need? and they're looking for? I know you reference oil and gas. Is there any other particular industry that you see a lot of them contacting you?
0: Uh, Manufacturing is a big one because they've already, a lot of companies, and especially ones that have such a great safety culture already, uh, they've got somebody on site and planted that's already doing early intervention work. And they're really wanting to take care of their providers and their employees and find more low-cost solutions because sprains and strains are always, they're just that annoying problem that add up in a lot of costs. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really still broad and the, the bigger companies that can have, um, like I had a refinery client that had a private course that had it for their safety staff, but then also it's a small town that they're in and they opened it up to the community of physical therapists and uh, athletic trainers for the local college and, um, you know, it's definitely a highly customized course if you do the um, private courses. So there's lots of ways to uh, get it done.
1: And so what's the average length of the class? I know you said it's customizable, but what is kind of the the average of when you have the students in there and what do you all go through just to kind of have a, a basic understanding?
0: The FMT, the basics industry classes are six hours. So it's a full day. It's um, with a lunch break, uh, it's six hours. So there's a lot of hands-on. So it's learning the science behind the tape. And then there's a lot of hands-on. Like how do you, you know, different parts, different aches, pains, addressing, understanding the OSHA guidelines on first aid versus medical treatment is another one to hit on. But really so much is hands-on because as soon as you start um, getting experience with the tape, uh, things fly along real quick. It gets easy.
1: So it's not somebody's going to come into the class and watch somebody else do the work. It's going to be your hands on, you're doing it. It's not just sit back, relax. Most definitely. Let me see what I can gather. Most right definitely. Now.
0: Yeah. You can watch a bunch of videos uh, and learn a bit, uh, but it's definitely something to where once you start cutting the tape, measuring the tape, you know, going under in, in the industry world. And if you're on site, it's not like athletics and you don't you know if you get a crossfitter and you have your table out there just like whoo you know flip off their shirt and no big deal and (laughs) you can get to wherever you need to get to definitely in um, occupational settings there's you know office to the field if I'm in a construction trailer and I need to tape someone's shoulder um, we you just get good at going under the shirt and figuring out those sorts of things so that's worth teaching all the tricks and tips (laughs) of how to do that.
1: Yeah. It's not as common. Somebody just pulling off a shirt in a construction site saying,
0: go ahead. Yeah, no, it's, you know, we, we aren't always provided the most intimate of uh, settings. I know in manufacturing and companies that already have it in, they have great rooms and areas to do that with, but my specialty is usually on the fly and uh, figuring it out as we go.
1: Now, Lori, if the audience wants to find out more information about you, where can they go?
0: Uh, Balancebio.com is where a lot of my contact information and just information about what I provide um, and my contractors. We are national, so anyone can go there. Uh, Social media is a great way. My YouTube channel, I refer people to a lot and a lot of smaller companies. Actually, I have a wellness playlist, so they can use my wellness exercises (laughs) as their own.
1: Oh, tell, tell us more. What is it exactly? Does the wellness playlist, you know, roughly? Oh consistently-
0: my goodness. I, that's my, my most fun thing really is just, um, wellness exercises and tips and tricks for, uh, stretches, maybe, um, workouts that help you perform better at work. So like I I did one on ladders and understanding how, um, if anyone's done Christmas lights lately, if you're up and down your ladder, a lot, Mm -hmm. your calves are going to get sore. And sometimes that leads to knee injuries. So understanding how to, um, prep and post, uh, stretch and relieve your legs after being up and down on the ladder all day. So, then that's a wellness exercise or um, your neck's bothering you. How do you understand how to kind of self massage your neck to help with your neck or shoulder pain?
1: So give the website one more time. That way they can actually find the playlist and more information about
0: dot com is my website and just youtube.com and Lori Frederick is my YouTube channel and they go together I'm right in the middle of integrating everything, put it all on the website. It's a fun little technical um, challenge.
1: (laughs) It can be, it's always fun, especially during this time of the year. We're trying to get
0: all that stuff done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's so much, you know, time. You're like, oh, holidays, you know, I can get so much stuff done. And then, yeah. And then, (laughs) and then life.
1: (laughs) And then then life. Exactly. Well, Lori, I really do appreciate you coming on today. Hey,
0: I appreciate the invite and I'm happy that you asked me because I've definitely listened to a couple of your episodes and a lot of my um, admired safety colleagues have been on this show. So I am grateful to be included in the company of great people.
1: America, this brings this episode of the Jay Allen Show to an end. Thank you for being a listener because we couldn't do this without you. We'll be back with another episode of the Jay Allen Show before you know it. I have been your host, Jay Allen. Goodbye for now.